live from the TFC Panic Room. Toronto FC Club in Crisis. Ah! It's the Mocha Minority Podcast. Why we have you here for I your, know. your technical wizardry? Because confidence is yes, what it's, it is. It's you amazing. Have you for the confidence. When in doubt, play with the knobs. <laughs> Wife hates that. All the knobs. Uh, moving on. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that thinks Nick Soulsman should be hired as the what not to do when trolling for women advisor to the players. <laughs> Why? What happened? Nothing. Um, also, we're sorry we missed last week. Honestly, I was dealing with some dental issues and you lot don't need to hear me whimpering in pain uh, constantly because no. On this week's show, we talk about what's gone wrong for TFC in May. Lots. Talk a little MLS news, get into all kinds of CanCons, start getting hyped for the Gold Cup, maybe watch some Voyager's Cup, actually, not maybe, we have the match on right now, and uh, more. And now to this week's panel. Uh, first line says Duncan, oh, he's not here. Next. Um, Tony, also not here. Next. Uh, Mark. Hey, Mark's here. Okay. That's true, I'm here. The man with two teams on buys for this part of the Voyager's Cup, it's Mark Hinckley. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Joining us so that Mark and I didn't have to have a weird two-person podcast. I mean, who does that? Uh, welcome to the 24th Minute. It's Soccer Today's Dwayne Rollins. Well, you know. Um, Other people. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Soccer Today, live at 11 a.m. Oh, dear Eastern. gods. Okay, as for me. See the practice paid off. I'm the owner of the world's smallest fanny pack, or to our <laughs> British fans, the world's perfectly sized fanny pack. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. And now to this week's show. Coming fast like it is driving on the autobahn. Now climb up this ladder before I get even madder. Mario has got welcome. a hammer and there's no time left to I stammer. You can find that for Spotify now. It's on there. Okay. Check the playlist, the show notes. What he said. All right, first up on this week's show, it is TFC time, and uh, we're not going to recap four matches because we're just not but uh, the month of may hasn't really been all that merry for toronto they've battled injuries fan expectations a congested schedule five games in 15 days it's nothing to sneeze at started off brightly enough with that 2-0 win uh, in orlando but then oh oh dear uh three losses out of their last four games a lackluster match against a resurgent au guys then a defensive error filled loss to the eastern conference leading they're still the eastern conference leading philadelphia union so weird uh terrible loss in sexy sandy really Pozuelo's free kick goal against philly and the very well played draw against dcu although 35 shots without scoring 35 That's... if you're gonna set a record that shouldn't be the one you said. That's a but big number. Is a that's bigger than like twelve. It's, it's almost more shots than they had in their entire first two seasons. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> uh, have really been the only bright spots in the last uh, couple of weeks. So, a when few. When was the Orlando win? Huh? When was the Orlando win? Uh, at the very beginning of May. So, um, okay, it's just outside a two-week window there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. No, it, it hasn't been good. I mean, um, I'm not, not going to panic, but I, I, I'll let you guys go, and then I'll. I'll I, I don't think we're necessarily going to panic, but uh, yeah, May Fourth was the win in Orlando, panic-ish. and then, you know, it's just Panicky. been panic light. Uh, concerned, but we've been concerned for a while. Concerned. We are concerned podcasters. Yes. That's probably panic adjacent. Panic adjacent. Yeah, that's fair. The the room next to the panic room is actually... It's lovely. It's mauve. Yeah, it's very soothing. Yeah. There's cushions. Um, Soft, soft lighting. Uh, Mm -hmm. The music, though. Yeah. Uh, One of the really... Before we get into this, sort of one of the interesting Mm -hmm. things, though, about their match in uh, Mm -hmm. Sexy Sandy... Is that they haven't won there in the previous eight matches? Yeah, it's 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 like it it, it is their black hole. Like they go there and bad things happen. It, look, quick, Sandy. Altitude. Thank you. Altitude travel, midseason Major League Soccer. That's the context you have to put any trip there to. Just like a Colorado trip, bad results in Colorado as well over the history of the years. Yeah, it's not great right now, and it's it's horrible within that string of uh, of results. But in isolation, I'm not going to panic too much about losing uh, to RSL, a West Coast game. You don't really care that much about them anyway. Um, as I say, it's it's all about context to me in Major League Soccer when evaluating. And I've been doing this far too long to panic over individual results because this league doesn't make sense individual game by game. True. It makes well, sense but in- when you put a string of games together, like the entire season, which they're about where I just put them at. <laughs> So that's where I come down with TFC right now. I said this in my own show is that, did, you know, when they were at doing well, when they were the most points per game in, in the East, they were overachieving a little bit. Now, I was happy to take credit for not panicking at that point. I'll fully, you know, I'm the king of that. Take credit, be, be really smug about it. Off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really well, got yeah I got the back thing down. I can yeah. scratch it all the way down, all the patting it. I took a self massaging thing. But yeah. Um, hi, Alan. I know you think that that would be a lot. So anyway, look, but. What I said, my preseason pick for them was fifth. I maintain that. I think this is still talent-wise. Hold on, while I bring up text from Dwayne, where he argues with me that they're a top three team. They, well, I have. I think talent-wise, they are. That's where I was going with this. It, oh, okay. I, but I still picked them fifth because of, of the defensive issues that they've had. I think talent-wise, overall, they are. They have. Look, the people are going to. You can jump in after I finish this. It's your show. You can jump in whenever you like. I can. No, 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 no. That's fine. I just, yeah. I just have questions. Okay. I believe this team still is capable of winning MLS Cup. Period. Yeah, I know story. you do, and it's adorable. I no, I, I, I believe it too. Based it's, on logic, it's unlikely, but I believe. Sure, they're, on they're, paper, they're capable. Yes, they, they are, are capable. capable. The capable. They are capable. That's, and it's it's all about context. In the Eastern Conference, there are no great teams. No, they're not. If TFC adds the right two pieces in the summer, if big if, I acknowledge they absolutely could be the most talented team heading into the playoffs. That's where I come down on this team, and I, I think that. If you look at the offseason and how it played out, it is hard to, if when you take a step back and take the emotion out of it, it's hard to really criticize them too much because they were playing with, you know, they were handed three cards in a, in a game of five card draw, right? Like they, they had to scramble to catch up. And once they figured and caught up, they didn't have time to add what they wanted to add at the start of the year. And that's where we're at. And, and not adding really hurt, but you just got to survive to July now. Okay, so when you say fifth, do you mean fifth in the East or fifth east, in... Yeah, in the East. Okay, so that's, that's, that's not quite that, limping into playoffs. That's because we, I had But em. that's kind of what we said, too. And you gave us a lot of stick for that mm. because we didn't... Because we haven't crowned them kings no, of MLS. No, I gave you stick that because you thought that they were the worst team in the world for the last couple of months. 
Did, we, did we really? Well, no, maybe did, not. Did, did they really? Maybe Maybe, maybe did he that really? Yeah, that sounds like something he'd say. That yeah. sounds like something he would say. Yeah. When he's not yelling at kids to get off his lawn. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. that's, that's... But anyway, I think that... And maybe sure. I'm mixing you up globally with the, the overall TFC Live well, world. Well, you should never do that. Yeah. We're, we're our we're own... We're distinct. We are our own special <laughs> brand of cynicism. Thank you very much. Touche. Um, T-O-O space S-H-A-Y. There we go. Good. Um, you sector. So this is a lot of what, you know, if you want to be reasonable about everything, which... It's not us. It's really not our way, but we try occasionally to do it. You know, there's they're facing... A congested schedule um, of their own making, but still congested schedule nonetheless. Five games of fifteen days isn't is, isn't easy for anybody. Um, but you can of course pull up almost any team's record that's done this, and most of them have been better than TFC recently. And that's fine. Whatever you move you move on from that. Injuries. Oh, good, they're all injured again. It's not so much that they're injured; it's the injuries that highlight the issues within this squad. So defensive injuries highlight the fact that without Drew Moore, mm-hmm. they apparently cannot consistently defend. And that RSL match, Drew Moore was a bright spot. Yes, it's a game they lost 3-0, but Drew Moore had, honestly, a pretty good game. Um, but Mavingas, so yeah. Yeah. You're on the side, but anyway. Uh, Josie Altador being injured. That's the, it all starts with Josie. Yeah, he's, he's been the big, most important piece of this team in, for three years. And part of the problem with that is that, especially with the system or the formation they want to play right now, which is a single striker system, um, without without the striker that actually can consistently do his job playing, you have an issue. And their goals against, you know, they're they're it's 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 not looking good anymore. You know, it's it's they've stopped scoring goals. They've started letting in goals. Again, it's over this stretch. But right now, if you take the month of May, and they've got two more matches. Good lord, they have two more matches um, to sort of try to even this out. But there are or no one more match in May, and then yeah. Anyway, it just feels like May is never ending. Mm-hmm. The injuries are highlighting their issues and players that have been good at depth maybe on other squads or even for this squad seem to be having trouble but real here's let me ask a question ask away this goes to anyone out there is is how realistically would you have changed the build in the offseason because really to me i wouldn't have gotten rid of st ricketts i would that that doesn't really change much though in terms of what's happening here he's secondary scoring you know what it is i i i would say it's a bit of case of woulda coulda shoulda because we thought Boyd was going to be the successor, and he's... Well, he doesn't get to play, so it's yeah, really hard to tell. Yeah, but even when he plays, are you really that impressed? I'm not on Wednesday, no. No, but like I've yet to see anything that shows pedigree, let alone Well, but he has, he has barely played, and some of that... I don't want to I don't want to like completely write Boyd off. I'm... I'm Close. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm three-quarters away through the sentence, but I do want to see him at least get what I consider to be a real opportunity. Um, but I, I you do. Wanna get, you want him to get a real Akeche shot at it before you. Yes. I want to see him lead the kids. Yeah. The match in which fucking squad rotation from hell. This is what I'll look. I, I hate to throw a departed under the bus here, but when I look at the roster build and the mistakes that were made, yeah, you're right. I, I to a saint, I, I think 
was more, I, I think they've replaced him. I think Jordan Hamilton emerged to the point that he can serve a similar role that what Tosaint was going to play for this team this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a direct, it's a fair direct comparison to put Boyd in his place. Um, Boyd is, although Ali Curtis put that over the line, that is ultimately the product of the previous regime's scouting and decision-making and, and ranking and all of those sort of things. To me, that's a Bezbachenko signing. Sure. Just as the Samal signing is a Bezbachenko signing. And both of those signings, to different extents, have been bomb is a strong way to put it, but are not trending upwards right now. Mm-hmm. And if you combine that with Bezbachenko's work last year after they won the championship, it's not very pretty. And those mistakes last year are compounding onto these mistakes sure. this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm reluctant to go kill them all, throw them all, fire them all, because really the new regime to me, they didn't get going until Pozuelo. And so far, Pozuelo, tiredness aside, yeah. has been brilliant. Absolutely. So he's. It's been delightful to have him here. And I don't think, at least certainly not on this podcast, have we truly called for anyone to... No, but I'm talking in, in general. In general, we're, sure. No, yeah, no, no. And I've seen yeah. lots of that. And I know people who are adamantly uh, anti-Vanny, if nothing else. And, and I, I, you know, and this is something that we said for him from the beginning. And I, I the last year or so, and again, last year was a tough year. This year, less injuries so far, but I still find frustration. Again, his unwillingness to to change. Once he sets his sights on something, how he wants to do something, it's hard to get Vane to change his mind, um, even when it isn't working. Sometimes he'll change it in a game. Sometimes he won't. Sometimes he'll start a game in a formation they never should have, and it does change later on in the game when it's clear that things are going awry. But that's my frustration with him mm-hmm. as a coach is that I find him very unbending. Um, and the rare times when he does change things – I think people laud him a little too much for. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's, I, 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 he's, he's, but he's had the luxury of some really great players. But we've had, you know, we've had coaches that have had great players here before that have been shit. So you know what I mean? Like, Vanny has a lot to to suggest for him. Yeah. Um, again, I still question a team coached by a bunch of ex All Star defenders who can't get a fucking team to defend no matter what. It's personnel uh, that though, but um, yeah, it's watch them on set pieces i have i am not a someone who puts a lot of stock this segment's going in, longer than we thought i'm not someone who puts a lot of stock in management in terms of its overall effect in major league soccer i think that they they generally have close to a net neutral effect on the uh, the outcome of the game and the in-game decision stuff so i'm not going to argue one way or the other on the tactics um, sure i i do think there is an argument to be made that he hasn't coached anyone up in a while um, maybe Marky Delgado and, and Zavaleta in 2016 could have been argued for that. I mm-hmm. haven't really. There's been a regression in both those players since then. Oh yeah. Um, so although Zavaleta, I <laughs> Mark is nodding so hard, I fear that his head may come yeah, off. I'm hurts, quite serious. But it looks I can't painful. Agree harder, Dwayne. I, I will always uh, defend Zavaleta a little bit because people bash him based on the fact that he He's was the played, as, played as a well yeah that there's that nepotism idea and also he was played as the you know a starting center back last year where he is not no. multiple times yeah he if you judge him as the fifth center back of a team i mean he's perfectly adequate in yeah. MLS setting yeah. but that's expensive though for a fifth well, uh, yeah, center yeah, back. yeah yeah and, and that's another another decision you can talk to Bez about so there, there have been mistakes made since they won the back-to-back titles um there have been there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. That's, I guess, where it comes down to. When I looked at this roster this year and why I ask, and I ask this to anyone, how would you do this differently? I think that they position this team with the best chance to t- 
take advantage of the 5% window. Maybe I'm too high with that. 3% if you prefer 2% window of them winning a championship. I think that they have set themselves up so that if everything hits perfectly in October, they might have a chance to win a title. And I don't think every team can say that. And that's all they really could do this year. I would say that we've seen glimpses of that things hitting together. Like even when they're like, go back to the 4-3 game. Like, yeah, their defense is porous, but their offense was six, was sublime. Yeah. And if they could just reduce one goal mm. and still play perfectly up front, that that's your 3%. We've seen what that can mm. look like. We've already seen it this season. We've seen it in stretches of two or three games where it's just like, that was a comprehensive victory. Yeah. Well, and the, the match against DCU, you know, lack of scoring, dear gods, Bill Hamid, just come to yeah, come on, come on, Bill. You know you. you know We've been asking for. I've been asking for this for like five years, but. Um, well, you know my position on on Mr. Bono. <laughs> yes. Oh no no no. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about Q later on. Uh, Q 2.0, whom uh, we we love and adore. Um, but, you know, like. Does that it was, have to something to do with about staying on his motherfucking line? There's 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 a bit of that too. <laughs> all right, just checking. I just want to. I just want to. Yeah, know. this is very important to Mark. This is very important to Mark. That's all. I also I really see. like him to stop fucking randomly playing on my iPhone. Oh wait, that's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would like that if anyone from Apple is listening. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, like the 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 Wednesday game, like that that game gave me a, a little bit of hope. I thought it was a nice rebound. To the previous match and until the RSL match happened, and then, but that was for the most part an enjoyable game. You know, they 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 did a lot of very good things, um, except for score and and whatever. We'll yeah. move on from that eventually. I'll stop talking about it. Um, but my concern is, and, and you know, I, I have it's too early to write any team off. It's just far too early so there's no writing this team off there's no writing team i'm writing the colorado rapids off well yeah as well, I, was, I was about right. to say controversial but fair except yeah. for colorado okay. i'm not even writing the t-terrorists off yet although i am watching them to see if they do truly become the worst team in the world which would be delightful sure. um but uh so there's you know the gold cup is coming and we'll talk about the gold cup a little bit later on but there's going to be absences so they've they've got about five matches not even five matches four matches maybe five um <laughs> i wrote it down Wait, somewhere yeah, a number greater than three the less than six no 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 they only have three matches before the gold cup oh. starts actually um and then there's seven matches before the the transfer summer transfer window opens on the first week of july so they've got a month and a half mm-hmm. to sort of show what this group can do and not not fall below the line. They 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 can't, I don't think. They need ten points of those seven games. I'll give you a concrete number. If they have ten uh, points in those seven games, they're fine. They're gonna finish the, I'd the, feel the better is, I'd feel better with bad. twelve. The East is pretty bad. The, there's there's a lot of bad in the East, yeah. but there's also teams in the East that are suddenly figuring shit out. Ooh. And that's uh, Atlanta. Anytime they figure anything yeah, out is a whatever. concern. Well, Atlanta was always going to be the top team in the East talent-wise this year anyway. They just had to figure out how to play. Well, they just have to figure it out. Um, can, can we can we safely assume that in the vein of figuring shit out that Philadelphia Union will figure out that they're not that good and then slide back down? Because, I, I mean, that's... I picked them to win the East in my preseason picks. Did, did you really? I didn't. 
You crazy motherfucker. Wow, they were, then. They were a hipster pick. You're a, yeah, yeah. fair. Wow, but look at you. That's ballsy. And, and, and again, you know, with everybody making the playoffs pretty much this season. Although the playoff format with the no home games, if you're below four, is is makes it it's a That's double a whammy there. It's 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 you, interesting. You got to be top four to have a realistic chance to win the yes, championship. Yes, you have to be, be top, top four. four. Agreed. Um, all right. So, do TFC just need? Do they just need some rest? Yeah. Do they well, need? Do they need a hug and a nap? Well, they need a center back too. They yes, desperately. Yeah. Um, and a healthy Josie because. No others, you know. Well, that, yeah, and he's the wild card. I mean, again, not to reiterate this. Well, Josie gets hot. They, they can beat any team. Yeah. Period. End of story. And their metrics, I know a lot. I know if Duncan was here, he'd be throwing things at me right now. But their advanced the numbers show them right. as a top third team in the league still, even despite the slump. Um, you can look at American soccer analytics for that if you want. But, but yeah, it's – well, it shows that they produce stuff offensively. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, yeah, it's – what do they need? Do they need – they need Josie healthy, and they need one addition. I don't think they necessarily need two, but two no, would be nice. To. Not to they need two if they want to be a go like a dominant team in the regular season. They don't need two necessarily to peak at the right time and win. I mean, the Portland Timbers and this, even the Seattle Sounders in 2016 weren't the best teams in the league. They just won at the right time. So that's what we're, we're talking about here. We're just a little spoiled because we saw the best team maybe in Major League Soccer history over the extended period of time. Zombie Chivas is going to argue with you on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take right now. But again, the next month and a half will be really interesting, I think. Um, and that is kind of how I'm going to base the rest of their season on my opinion of how they're going to do it'll be interesting one more thing before we leave this uh pozuelo you're a real mls player now welcome to your first red card and your first fine um that was a stupid fucking red man i know you're frustrated but god that was dumb yeah. it's dumb Vanny Cal- calling it a blessing in disguise he's not wrong no that. he's not wrong the, yeah. the dude needs some rest and there's at least one game in the last two weeks he shouldn't have started yeah the, the squad rotation match, perhaps. If you're going to do it, give the guy who's played for, like, a year some time off. Yeah. I'm just saying. Full. Full rotation. Yeah. That partial shift. Well, we are watching the after. Which does look like they're awake yet. Huh? It really does. Yeah. It really does. You're right. My hunger's like a fire. I still can't believe they gave these guys a show. And I need you so much. I did watch some of it. All right, it is a little time for a little MLS talk. We're not going to get into the MLS scores this week because, honestly, the rest of the show, we just have too much to talk about. But there's a bit of news that we feel deserves some highlighting. And first, Bruce is back, baby. As the T-terrorists have limped through the past two seasons. Oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. Um, They brought Bruce in to make things all better. Um, Really though the winners are anyone that gets to experience a Bruce Arena press conference yeah. because those things are just glorious the man's ego 
is extensive. Mm. He is the um, most arrogant man I have ever spoken to him in my life. <laughs> he drips condescension on you. I'd just spoken to David freaking Beckham three minutes before that, and and that was fine. He was lovely and accommodating, and it kills me as a City fan to say that. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> but then Bruce Arena walked in and made us all feel like garbage. So it equaled out pretty, pretty common. I really feel that those of you who pay for the video podcast got a treat with the a really yeah there was that quality hand hands like a, like like you started up by your face and then you went angularly down yeah, away it was impressive garbage. that has to be american sign language because i've never seen that before but then uh-huh. i don't know anybody's ever called me garbage and done that gesture so it looked authentic <laughs> i'm just saying brilliant stuff um now as to whether or not he can do anything with this squad with the stadium they've got with the the ownership they have who knows i i i think it is a i think jobs he's received it is a is it yes it's a testament to his ego that he has decided to take this job because it would be a testament to his ego if he gets him in the playoffs oh dear god please don't let that happen which would be the worst like seriously because the whole i told you so thing would just that that would be. I mean, if he treated you like shit, what? Bad. I don't know how many years yeah, ago. Back Imagine how much shittier he's going to treat people I once he gets even. to the playoffs. Um, you know, the Rev, the Rev have some good players. Um, they do. They're 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 not without talent. Um, and they've had some injury issues. Absolutely. Uh, have they been poorly coached? Yes. And, and I say that as a as a Spurs fan, and I love Brad Friedel. As a goalkeeper, uh, but throwing him into this kind of level of coaching, this was a bad idea from the outset. Yeah. We'll see. I I think it'll be. Should have started non-league. Work your way up. Yeah, uh, they should have had Bruce in from the beginning. They should have mm-hmm. known after last season. Uh, yeah. Well, no, Friedel was an idiotic uh, yeah. appointment. Like hundred percent story. Yeah, it's stupid. And it was basically the revs going, well, we had the previous coach was a ex-player, so maybe this coach could be an ex-player too. And blah, blah, blah. Always translate. Although when it comes to Bruce Arena, I think I'm pretty convinced what happened. His wife's name's Phyllis. I just looked Phyllis up on, on Wikipedia. I'm pretty sure in the middle of the day, Phyllis looked at her hovering, annoying husband <laughs> and went, Bruce, get a job. <laughs> Stop telling me how to do the groceries. You said you don't do voices. Yeah. Bruce! That's, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly how said. I imagine Phyllis, yeah. yeah. Also, too, doesn't he look like the type of person who would have married a Phyllis? Totally. I mean, really. Totally. Look at that face. Totally. So, face made for radio. And they live in L.A., so Phyllis is back in L.A. with, with her kids going, I love your dad. I do. But he needed to go to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Other side. What, of the house? No, the country. Yeah. Other side. Other side. Ow. I'll see you Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas uh, and road games. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Maybe Thanksgiving. We'll see. Uh, Chris Wondolowski. So, four goals. Yeah, good, good, good. Wando has four goals on the season. How many goals did he have before Saturday? None. So, yes, Wando broke the all-time MLS scoring record in spectacular fashion, putting four goals past David Ousted, which always makes me happy because I don't like him. Um, you know, Wando seems like a good guy, and he's one of those quietly good players. Consistently you know, quietly good players. He's, 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 he is a league superstar, but he's not. Yeah. 
Like, it's so weird. You could set your watch to him, but you wouldn't put him on a Wheaties box. No, yeah, this is his final year, I'm pretty sure. I'll tell, yeah. you finish, we'll finish telling about his career, then I have an antidote that talks about Chris Wondolowski and his niceness in a minute, so you go ahead. Oh, okay, is this, yeah. is this like bad niceness? No, I, I told um, it on my own show, but I'll, I'll repeat it here. There's a thing called bad niceness? Oh. I don't know, I was trying to figure out where that was going, I, I don't even really know. Um, so, you know, he's he's been in the league forever, um, like 16 years 15 years. He played for the Chico Rooks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he's been with San Jose for a really long time. Yeah. Like he is, he is Goonies, you know, Goonies well, never say die. And he that, was with original San Jose, was he not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like San Jose 2.0 yes. as opposed to 3.0. Exactly. Yeah. And that brief stop off with the Dynamo, the Dynamo but yeah. really, you know, he's been, he's been with the, the Quakes for a really long time and, you know, mainstay of the American teams. Um, and the Halifax Valor and Valor match, the Halifax Vaughn match is still tied up. The semi pro team still beating KPL. Wait, 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 ask what new Tony thinks. Okay, Google, what do you think of Chris Wondolowski? I meant the game, the score. Let's see what she does. There's so much to know about Chris Wondolowski. I think that's a default. That's 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 insight. But but that's kind of what he would say. Yeah, it's also but also that would be the preface to a story. A story. Or, yeah. it's, that's true. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's uh. It's uh. It's it's great to see it happen. We knew it was going to happen this season. Um. This is probably it's this should be his last season. Yeah, and it's only going to last a couple of years before. Martinez or, one or of somebody the new stars passes yes, exactly him, but yeah. but Mark Anthony K <laughs> look the, yeah I, I said like I'm kind of repeating myself from my own show and I know we have crossovers so I apologize to those people but to the people that don't listen to me 11 a.m. daily Stop soccer day it. no he is the, he's got two more that was part of the contract okay yeah. He's a great story in the sense that he is a sort of an underachiever he was a late bloomer he didn't he had four MLS goals when he was 27. He turned 27 and then he caught fire and became the all-time MLS leading scorer. And ultimately, MLS is a league about about second chances in a lot of ways for a lot of players. So he kind of epitomizes that. So he's a a legitimate, um, a great person to capture the all-time goal scoring lead. Uh, You know, a borderline U.S. international. Obviously, his greatest moment for the U.S. international national team would be missing the net against Belgium. A lot of people still in the U.S. fandom don't like that but it but was a, funny. a perfectly uh great player an mls and, and an mls lifer and you know i talk with kevin and i on the show we talk about mls lifers all the time and how important they are to, to oh, soccer important. success 100 and this is the ultimate example of that and it, it's fitting that he will hold this for a while and will be the last sort of early generation MLS player to hold it because what's going to happen moving forward is you're going to have superstars come in and are going to score boatloads of goals. Mm. And, you know, the question will be longevity. This is a guy that played his entire career in MLS too. Uh, Jeff Cunningham was a player that had the league, uh, the record for a while as well, which is a similar type player, but hell of a lot less likable. Um, it is funny that he dropped, jumped into the stands after he thought that he scored the goal in, on the south end of the field. Funny. That was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, nonetheless, good for good for Chris. Uh, you know, you continue your um, your celebration of him, and then let me know when I shall tell the funny story. About no, no, one. no. I think I think we're tell the funny story. Okay, so the, this is the 2010 MLS Cup final, and uh, Chris Wondolowski is in town as part of the MLS All Stars that are playing a charity game for MLS Works, which is their charitable organization. 
Uh, so the charitable game is happening at Lamport Field at the same time as the Supporters' Cup was going on. Oh, shit, that's right. The Supporters' Cup was a tournament that involved, I think it was mostly TFC supporters groups. There might have been one outsider involved, but it was mostly TFC supporters groups. Right. So there was, I'm not going to name and shame here, but there were two supporters groups who were playing in a semifinal of this competition. And it was a tense game. It went to shootout. The shootout is taking place. And one of the players on this supporters group that, let's just say, grew a great deal before the tournament took place. They, they usually have a certain amount of members. Then suddenly they had a whole lot of really skilled soccer player members. So one of these new members of uh, the supporters group, well, we're not gatekeepers here. We enjoy expanding the tent, decided to run directly in front of the uh, older established supporters group taking a penalty kick, holding a Brazilian flag for some mysterious reason, waving it and screaming as he went to step up to take the penalty kick. He, of course, missed the penalty kick, causing the team to lose, the um, the team that took the penalty kick, to lose this tournament. Well, this being a charitable tournament, everyone, of course, took this with their, you know, grain of salt and calmly shook each other's hands. No, that did not happen. <laughs> All hell broke loose. A brawl ensued at a charity tournament. I'm not proud. But anyway, I'm a little proud, maybe. A little proud. So this is going on right beside the MLS Works charity game. You can just look over, and I wasn't participating as a member of this team. I'm not nearly skilled enough to make this team as a representative of my supporter group. But I was there watching it, and I'm sitting there standing with a friend, and we're watching the MLS All-Stars, which this is a who's who of MLS, staring at us going oh my god what is happening <laughs> and there's some of them had camera phones out they're taking a picture of this <laughs> this is the funniest thing they've ever seen <laughs> with one exception all of a sudden i see one of the players reach off and reach over and grab another player to break up the fight to help create peace that player of course chris wondolowski so there you go gentlemen wow absolutely and a scholar look at that wando it's not much of a Wanda story. It's more of a story about... But that's still, but yeah. that's delightful. Um, sure shit did not have to get involved in that. New, no, new, no, and probably... let that fight go on have, for yes. another 20, 25 minutes. All right, so we speculate that Wanda is going to retire at the end of this season, but he hasn't said anything yet. However, the retirement... Every, I feel like I should be refreshing Twitter nonstop throughout this show because every time I check, someone else is retired. So earlier on in the week... Ooh, uh, something, 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 retirement league? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Demarcus Beasley yep. retiring at the end of the season. And, you know, not so much of an MLS mainstay, but, like, the dude's played everywhere. Um, he's played forever. But the thing he's most noted for, of course, is his appearance in four world cups for the u.s national team he gets called if, if every it's like it's like duh, 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 duh. oh yeah there's it, it doesn't feel like a world cup squad for the u.s without beasley's name on it mm-hmm. and it'll be really weird to not see him um on their squad sure yeah and we're weird observers of the u.s national well, men's they're, national they're right there we don't have a choice we do, yeah we want we know them but we're not fans right no um yeah, for sure. And it is, they're going through a bit of a transition, and I think this is another example of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so next up on the retirement, earlier today, a rather sudden retirement announcement from Chad Marshall. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, the knee injury, he had surgery for, torn meniscus. It's just it's too much for him to, to overcome. He's 36. Too, he's, yeah. he's also not young. Yeah. Um, 
entire 16-year MLS career, talk about an MLS lifer, he's one of them, uh, split between the crew and the sounding enthusiasts. You know, one of the best defenders MLS will see. Like, he's ridiculous. And one of the things, the highlights is, and, and uh, Jeremiah from SB Nation tweeted this out earlier, and I was like, I actually went onto the MLS site to check this because I didn't quite believe him. Uh, he has only had 18 yellow cards in his entire 16-year career. 18. Staggering. As as a defender. Like, yeah. that is an unreal stat. We've Two red cards, one of which were rescinded. <laughs> We've seen defenders. Get 16 red cards in a game? No, that's get, not possible. Get, <laughs> you know. get 16 yellow cards, and they weren't even starters in a season. You know, like... That's amazing. Like, that's... That's just over one yellow card per season. It's Jeez. it's unreal. So that he is one of the cleanest, smartest defenders. You know, he's a three-time uh, defender of the year. He's four or five-time starting eleven, whatever. If he, if he had one more step on his pace, he would have been a Premier League star, oh, 100%. And a U.S. Yeah. international, yeah, hundred cap guy for sure. Mm-hmm. That was his one sort of weakness to his game, but. We talked. We did half of our show today on, on Chad Marshall yeah. because we're daily shows. So this was obviously the story of the day. Um, I would rank him. You know, I've been following MLS closely since 2005. I, I started before TFC even came in. Um, he would be hipster. He's, yeah, you know. Um, while well, I was writing for someone, they were paying me to do it, so I'm not much of a hipster that way. Um, I would absolutely put him in my top ten all-time MLS players. Oh, 100%. Seen. I was maybe even top five. I was going to say I think maybe top 5. Yeah. Just he is he I mean, is the epitome of what you want um as a defender, as a as a captain, as someone that young players learn from that makes your team better mm-hmm. no matter how shit the other players around you are. Um no, no, he's a one of the things we always hate about playing Seattle. Oh, fuck. Chad Marshall. And Anytime I, he was hurt, we're like, yes, Chad Marshall is not playing today. He played, I would argue, that in context, the greatest MLS team I have seen is the 2008 crew. In context. Oh, the yeah. At the, time, at the league at the time. Obviously, yeah. teams today could Yeah, be, but, but still. At, oh, for in sure. In the context of the league, that was such a dominant team. He was a huge part of that as a young player. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, those back-to-back Seattle teams, you know, they... Seattle and Toronto, those two years, what they did was remarkable to go back-to-back. And, for sure. And they shared the title, which, you know, although it frustrates both t- both fan bases, was probably the fair way to do it. Yep. I don't um, know how it frustrates them. They... Did not win the first one, and they definitely didn't win the second one. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'd be frustrated, too, that they somehow stole one. <laughs> Touche. Okay, but nonetheless, he was a huge part of that. And they did get a clean sheet in that game, so let's, let's go with that. Um, this is the only retirement you're going to talk about today that, even though he was 36, does actually affect the season this year. Because I think they expected him to still be 36-year-old Chad Marshall, which isn't 28-year-old Chad Marshall. No, nope, but... but- better than 90% of the exactly yeah. like it, it is unreal like even though yeah he is hobbling around on has been hobbling around you know he hasn't played what their last three or four matches but like yeah they expected expected him to the end of the season and Chad Marshall on one leg is better than a lot of the defenders in MLS right now and, and this is no this is a huge loss for them but it, it is also a loss for MLS in terms of you know a quality player to get to watch uh week in week out and I may not like the team he plays for, and I don't. Um, but I've always respected Chad Marshall's game because dude's just good. It's annoying, but he's good, and he's not. And he's not an asshole. Yeah, it's easier when they are. It is, Clint. Yeah. Uh, 
deuce? Fucking hate him. You talking with the deuce? Fucking hate him. Drop him. <laughs> it's not loaded up. Because Damn it. It's the fucking worst <laughs> I know, rap sorry. song. I've... It is one of the worst rap it's songs. It's the worst start to a rap oh song. Oh my god, it's awful. And then he starts. And I don't just... fucking care that he played for Spurs. I. I. When he played for Fulham, I was like, yes, yeah, go to Fulham. He's a Fulham player. Yeah, go, no, he's, exactly. he's totally. I, I, when he was at Fulham, was like where you belong. He 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 fit perfectly. He yes. looked very good. He at did. Fulham. He yes. fit in. He was. It was and mad. then after that, it's like, oh yeah, he's gonna step up. Oh no, no. Mm, anyway, Chad Marshall, thank you very he's, much. Um, like you Howard. you will. Tim Howard was an Everton player, not a United player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, more retirement news. Yes, just keeps coming. Styles is old. Is old. Is old. Is old. He's he's gone. Wait. He's done. He's now. He's fine. barely played. Yeah. Really. He, this is the least of impactful of them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like you know, once he left, especially once he left the Red Red Bulls um, and went to Atlanta and barely played there, but he does get to call himself an MLS Cup champion because mm-hmm. technically, um, but he's done, and he's, he's one of those players that. You know, he, he played. He played a bit internationally. He was never. Uh, he was never a league star. He was someone you knew mostly because of his name. Um, and he did play for some good teams, and um, you know, he's not a terrible player, but he's not a. He's an MLS lifer. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Solid guy, but yeah, uh, precisely the least impactful of all these. But you know, Chad Marshall is the big news here. It is. It's huge. Sure. So. Um, yeah, that's 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 it for MLS. There you go. They were getting beer. If you're wondering why it went so long, they were getting beer. They were settling in, and then I got into. We were rocking out, and I've got all the time in the world for watching. Uh, yeah, as you should. All right, Gold Cup. Gold Cup, she's a coming. It's close. Uh, Gold Cup is coming up quickly, and earlier this week, the provisional 40-man rosters were announced. Indeed. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know what? It's 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 fine. We get. I think we get as sort of like invested um, and excited about the forty man roster as we do about the official roster because it's kind of like, oh, who did they call? Who might make it? You know, it's yeah. kind of like you know you gamble on your favorites. You know what little minnow is getting their chance? It becomes a bit 
reality showy, except sports related, and I don't hate myself for following. So, because like someone's getting eliminated, like except without you know roses and bullshit. Yeah, is, that's 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 true. Not yeah. there's anything wrong with that if you're into it. I'm more of a tribe spoken. Tribe, yeah, hell see? yeah, yeah. So Who's getting immunity? Oh. Survivor is the king. The king. It, it of the is, and yeah, this last season. To, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Weird. <laughs> Get to your list. Um. <laughs> so, TFC is losing. Well, provisionally Games. losing. Oh, sorry. That's good. Thank um, you. This is wide open. <laughs> Thank you. There we, we go. Tip the server. Try the deal. Uh, Michael Bradley, Josie Altador, Ashton Morgan, um, Noble Okello, and Jonathan Osorio. And, like, that's, again, provisionally. Uh, they will lose Michael Bradley and Josie Altador. Like, that's... It'll be quite the shock if one of those players comes back. Uh, Jonathan Osorio will stay with the Canadian squad. And... Benito Floro is no longer managing the Canadian national team. <laughs> so, therefore, sure. Jonathan Osorio is now... He's, he's locked in. Um, I think there's a chance that one of Morgan or Okello stays. I don't think both. Morgan is a left back is probably going to play. And that's why, you know, like, and it's, again, Canada weak on defensive options still. Kids, if you want to be an international footballer, work on that left foot. Yeah. Like, like, seriously, like, that is your, that is your key to greatness right there. Um, And Noble Kello, I'm just, I was just excited that he got the call. I I really like Noble Kello. I'm very high on him. I think he's got a huge upside, but. He's got a lot to maturing yeah, in his game. To no, be f- I, I think he's a step behind in this roster. They, I think some of those players called in might be look, being looked at for the U23 roster. Yep. Um, which is a big thing that's happening. And you know, I know a lot of Canadian Premier League fans are upset that there's no CanPL content in this. There's going to be a lot of CanPL content in that can, that U23 roster, which for those that don't know, qualifying is in, in October. Exactly. Year. There's and there's a ton of options for the CanPL players coming up. Um, there's 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 the Olympics. There's the Nations League. Cuba games for sure. Yeah. Exactly. So that is that's their window. Um, their seasons will be almost done as well, mm-hmm. and you'll have uh, Herb will have a full season to have watched them. You have to keep in mind that CanPL has only played like four and five games. That is not a ton of assessing no matter how much you see something in preseason but uh the 40-man squad has you know most of the usual suspects um hold on something is happening in the von fx match oh, semi-pro teams um but it's fun it's over the way over could the be a giant killing the first giant killing in voyager's cup history is I, on the- oh well, no i think that's going to take i think that's going to happen later on uh, this evening after I, this I, match i need i need this I like ask blaineville it's, it's it's, it's, early. it's early and I mean the gap is subjective at this point I mean it's obvious but still a little subjective yeah. anyway this 40 man squad <laughs> is, is <laughs> the 40 man provisional squad from Canada is 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 pretty much exactly what you would expect to see with you know give or take a couple players you know like from TFC maybe Jay Chapman or Liam Frazier but you know there is the the the, the whispering or the thought that little chat's been had with John Please don't gut our team. We, yeah, there's a two-week break, but yeah, the, yeah. Please, yeah. please, please leave us some players. That would be lovely. Um, and, and that's certainly part of it. Um, I well, think. So we're gonna see Boyd play. I just realized we are. Um, either either oh, Fraser, yeah. both Fraser and Chapman have had time with the Canadian team, and and they'll have time again. <laughs> um, this isn't their last. 
their last go arounds, I don't think, with the Canadian squad. Um, but, you know, Tesho back in, Sky Arfield, of course, Raheem, yay, Raheem. Again, all the usual suspects. It's a very strong 40 man squad. Um, and other than the defenders, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, out of the keepers, you know, Borean and Crypto, those are the guys that are going to stick around. Maybe Simon Thomas. I'm okay with the keepers. I mean, there's no depth beyond that. I don't Bushi. No. I'm not a big fan of Bushi, to be honest with you. I go back and That's forth. That's based on what I saw in one tournament to, in his Yeah, to be fair. Defense. Yeah. Simon Thomas has. I, I think I think he is the next mm-hmm. one behind those two. Yeah, I really do. Um, but Kropos looked great for a, a terrible Vancouver team. Yes, um, and you know, he's had, he's had is is Canada's number one without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, he's Kropos had some really outstanding games. Like just not not necessarily consistent. Like he's a consistently good keeper, but he's had some really shining. Yeah. Well, the, How that do triple, you ignore that him? Triple, that moment. triple save that made like it it made r slash soccer. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know, know it was crazy. Yeah, you broken through, kid. Yeah, you made Next it. Except you, Europe, you've made <laughs> the soccer subred. You've you've done it, man. Um, so Campiel, no call ups for the the Canadian squad, but four Campiel players um, have been called up. Uh, so Jan Michael Vincent, sorry, Jan Michael Thomas. Well, there's still seven more. Uh, Kareem Moses uh, for Trinidad and Tobago. Um, Emery Welshman, of course, for Guyana. But mm-hmm. Quillen Roberts for Guyana. Uh, kept for going on his uh, father's side. Um, you know, he's not going to get called back into the Canadian squad. And, and someone added me on Twitter the other day. Oh, I know Canada. I'm like, I love, everyone knows how much I love Quillen Roberts, and we're gonna have him on the show sometime in the next couple weeks. Um, it would have been last week, but you know, injured. Tooth. Um, stupid tooth. Um, she couldn't handle the tooth. I really couldn't. No, seriously. I you guys had, don't need I've me crying a to- into I've a, a microphone. And I, 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 uh, no, I, 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 there's like, total empathy it. here. I like. I, not yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I want to anyway, slam my head through. Concrete, so yeah. you know, Q's not gonna get. He's just not going to get a call for Canada. It's the same as Welshman. Yeah, exactly. You can't blame them for taking the opportunity. Not at all. I don't blame them in the least. I'm excited for both of them. It's like Hero McCormick on a different different time, different gender, right? You're not going to yell at her because she chose Ireland. Exactly. She wanted to go Canada. She waited it out and she went there. It's the same. She has, like, it's it's an opportunity. And you know what? Uh, Like, Hugh hasn't played for the the Canadian national team um, for years. And, you know, yes, he's still well-known for that goal he scored uh, in U7, no, U20. U17. It was U17. Yeah. I was going to say that, and then I second-guessed myself. Mm-hmm. Foolish girl. Um, but England's number one was in goal. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and he's only ever played in, 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 you know, for a friendly, subbed in for like the last five minutes for Borean, of course. Um And this is an opportunity, you know, perhaps for him. Welshman's already, already featured fairly regularly recently for Guyana and I think he's probably a lock for their for he's their goal. probably their best player I know I know there's True. that too um so you know what no I'm excited for both of them and I'm excited that there are some KMPL players you know going to the gold cup potentially yeah look Welshman's an interesting conversation if the KMPL had existed when he was coming through TFC system and didn't find any place to play after would he still be in the Canadian or Canadian system at that point because he yeah. was nowhere when he chose to go to, to leave the Canadian setup yeah 
if he's still getting a chance to play, does he have an opportunity, particularly with the Nations League? And my answer to that, I think, is yes, because I think Canada cap ties him. Here's the other advantage to this, and this is why Q's lost, is because you play those games, they're qualifier games, you're cap tied. Yeah. So there you go. And that, you know, in this particular case is going to be, I guess, a disadvantage to Canada, although let's be honest, Q is not going to be anywhere close to the Canada number one unless there's, you know, a catastrophic string of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, the keepers are all, you know, fall on. It's like spinal tap drummers or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, one trips and they all knock out each other's ACL in one domino effect or something. He's not going to be near the Canadian setup. So good for him. But yeah, it's 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 going to also offer an opportunity for Canadians to cap tie players that are on the cusp and they will cynically do that as they should yes agreed yeah um as i don't know if i can add much more to that i mean i really i i want the best for these players i want the best for any player full Mm -hmm. stop and if if it means you know getting to play internationally for another country even if it wasn't your first choice have at it except for you color have what's that? Except for the color. The color. Oh, we don't talk about him. His was a gaff, and if he just answered the question the right the first time, I wouldn't be nearly as enraged by it. It's true. But um, but no. But in in all fairness, like, why? Like, if you, for those of you who aren't sure, just put your empathy hat on if you own one, and just imagine, Canada is never going to call you up. You could see that for whatever depth chart, for whatever position you're having, you are six behind. You're five behind on a good day. Okay, but does that mean you're ever going to get called up? You could hope, or maybe you could get some international experience because somebody else wants you and can legitimately lay claim to your participation with that national program. Why wouldn't you go? Like... Are you so stubborn in your own career that you're going to deny yourself the opportunity to go play for national team, enter country here? Literally, just pick one. Why would you deny yourself that opportunity? So, thrilled for Q. Absolutely yeah, thrilled no, for Yeah, no, I'm delighted. Welshman, I hope he can still score goals. Just not against Canada. But I just hope he can score tons of goals. A bunch against the Americans would be fun. But, uh, like, that's, that, that's... This is good. This is good for them and... and and if, you, if you more know, players have to go that route, then, then please do. My please issue do. with Owen, with, you know, Begovich, which is a whole different story, oh. which not a lot of people know the whole story <sighs> behind. Let's not just... Dis- I, I, yeah. I suspect it's darker than I wanted yeah, it's to a, It's a whole lot of dark. Um, and you can draw your own conclusions from there. The the issue with Teal. Well, Teal directly lied to my personal face. Yeah. Well, not my face. It was my personal face. Well, I hope it's your personal face. Oh, it's your over, face? over the interwebs, yeah, he yeah. lied to me directly. I asked him. For those who don't know, I directly asked him whether he was going to represent Canada or not two days before he declared for the United States, and he said that he well, had not spoken to anyone in the U.S. program. It seems suspicious to me that he... Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that he it just so those, happened to be two days. To that and yeah, and, and bang. Oh, hey, oh wait, we should him. we should call him. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an odd thing. So I have a personal connection there, but uh, you know, I don't begrudge their decision. I just begrudge how they went about it. Exactly. Like if yeah. Teal just outright said, "Oh, I'm, I want to pl- I want to play for the United States." Yes, I he said, "I want to play for the United States," but they haven't called me. But I'm willing to play for Canada. I'd be okay with that too. I get that. But that's saying, Scott Arfield, really. But, yeah, yes, but, exactly. But saying hundred percent this direction. Does anyone hate Scott Arfield? No. Go the other direction. It's just like, and and this was at a time when he was lighting it up. 
and we could have used a striker a little bit. Yeah, and it just and and then and then and then there's the whole his dad, and then there's the whole whom we love and adore. Like there's like there's personal other layers to it, but it's just like. He grew up in Minnesota, though. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. He's, yeah. he's, an, he's an American. Hamilton. I know. But he, he's he always say, well, I want Hamiltonian you know. who plays for the U.S. national team, and that burns my ass. Played a couple games for the U.S. national team. Teal Bunbury ain't getting anywhere near no. the U.S. program no. anytime soon. No. He no. wouldn't even get near it's, the it's, Canadian it's, program. It's like, Jonathan, it's like Jonathan de Guzman in the Netherlands. Yeah. Like... He's that. a little bit better, but yeah. A little, no, no, but still, but like the situation is similar yeah, in no. terms of you hemmed and you hawed, you dangled it in front of us, you, you know, used your brother as a proxy, um, and then, you know, and, and you rightfully made your switch or whatever, you know, you had that opportunity, but do you really get to play for them? No. Or, Would you have gotten to play for Canada all the time? Yes. Oh, they would have... Do you have keys to the city to a team? Because is that a thing that should yeah. be? They would have given it to you. They would have probably put it in right. Yes, you will play as long as you're healthy. You will play, and they probably put an asterisk saying if you've got, you know, if you're slightly injured, we'll put you on. Yeah, pretty much. But all right, anyway. so Gold Cup is coming. Um, that wound the, always gets open. The the, the right 23 man rosters will be announced. Um, I think the week before. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. pretty close to when the, the tournament's pretty close to soon anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So like it's this is this is coming up fast, but. Um, and then we can, you know, argue more if we like about uh, who got picked for whichever squads. But I hope uh, all the CamPL players stick, uh, honestly, because it's great exposure. It's more playing time, um, and uh, it looks good. It looks good on the league. Fair enough. You're not looking good in the league, though. <laughs> Less than ten minutes left in this, and uh... all right, uh, CanCon times. So much CanCon to talk about this week. Uh, and since we are currently watching uh, while podcasting and uh, noting certain things, uh, Voyager's Cup. I do have something to say, and I say this every year, but I'm going to say it again because there's more teams, there's more people watching, and there's a whole other way to see it so please note that it's the voyager's cup it's not the preliminary round to the Concacaf champions league it's not the insert sponsor here cup begrudgingly it can be referred to as the canadian championship and even that sort of like gets my back up I a little okay bit when it was the new jelly cup because we called the nut can well nut can was magic you guys did such good work with that but really it's the voyager's cup and it should be referred to as such so your mom's ccl yeah oh, yeah. Well, the, oh well, that's that's that's, that's a whole other, other level of magic stupid shit but what the fuck is wrong with you people it's the voyager's cup thank you so <laughs> much oh, english working there oh wait Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So V Cups in full full swing, uh, early rounds, and uh, we've got a few things happening right now. This is crazy. So we wait, 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 wait. 
Get new Tony to tell the score. Okay. Okay, Google. What's the score in the Canadian Championship? Currently, the Von Azuri are leading the HFX Wanderers FC 1-0 in the second half. For other games, try asking about a particular team. <sighs> new Tony is full of info. <laughs> So good. He's um, a big Von Azuri guy, I've heard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, he he got it tattooed on his arm or something. I think <laughs> yeah. something like that. But so, so this is does. so this is well. So we've had we've had the uh, Von Azuri match on the, the the entire time basically that we've been podcasting, and uh, it's all Von. It's all Von all the time. Um, Cross head. Oh, oh yeah. I know. Perception. We were just like, is this going to be when it happens? There's, there's like four minutes left in this match. Yeah. And uh, Halifax is winning on away goals right now. Just, it's a victory for the Canadian Premier League. <laughs> like, yes. over cl- clinging <laughs> how in, off the off signal hill. They're hanging on I, by the tips of their fingertips. Like how how slightly thought, frustrated must you be thinking, oh, we just scored three against this team on the road? We're going to destroy them. At home, in front of our it's home good fans. They, good thing they got the penalty in extra time. Yes. No fucking kidding. Holy um, crap. And here, like, I had in the rundown that, you know, like, York 9 and the Ask Blainville match was going to be, like, the, ooh, you know, like, are we going to see a minnow rise up? Not that York 9 isn't really a minnow, but, you know, whatevs. Mm. Um, so tonight, uh, day of recording, all three... Uh, second leg matches uh, are being played and so as we said right now we've got Hifix versus the Azuri followed by the Jimmy's uh, versus Asplainville and then the Pony Boys versus the Aquamen uh, Pony Boys curse are being annoying and good mm. so irritating yeah. um, they're currently up 2-0 over the Popsicles uh, in their tie oh, oh yeah no no it's, 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 it's quite the gap and it's an irritating one um <laughs> The York Nine match uh, versus Asplainville, I think there's a very good chance that uh, York Nine gets out gets uh, turfed in this game, um, based on last week's match. But uh, who knows? Because I assumed that Halifax was going to destroy Vaughn in this match, and uh, not so much. This is this is this is quite the opposite of a destruction. I'm wondering what right now. I would love to be in the in the brain of Dino Rossi, who is a strong proponent of the Canadian Premier League, mm. also the commissioner of League One Ontario. Mm-hmm. He has to be the most ambivalent Dino man on earth right now. He's he's got to be torn each different way because yeah. the, the, I'm not sure this is going to be a great look for the new league to lose a game to this this team. But what I would say. Look, right now Vaughn or Vaughn is beating Halifax on the road one 0 in the second leg. They will lose the tie three uh, three on aggregate based on away goals. Two minutes to go. Up with two minutes to go. Um, oh, somebody just got sent. A- oh, really? Somebody just got ejected. Uh, a Vaughn player. He's got a weird scar. Oh, you know what? Eye. But he has had. Um, he, he's been very noticeable throughout this match. He's actually had a pretty. Sp- pretty strong match. Most people that I knew that wa- that were Alistair familiar with Johnston. the league uh, suggested that this was a tie to watch because Halifax is a very new team that doesn't have a lot of great depth because of the local factor in the Canadian Premier League. Yes, very much. And Vaughn, if you don't know, essentially is a feeder club for York anyway. So it it has a lot of players that will likely be in the Canadian Premier League in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, there's a lot of talent on that team, but they're just a little young. 
So and they're playing for contracts, so everyone knew that they would step it up, and yeah. that the older, how ex, more experienced Halifax players would have trouble sort of matching that intensity in a game, in a match this close and this soon in their in development. That said, hopefully no one overreacts to the fact that it's possible that a Canadian Premier League might might team might actually lose to a semi-pro team right now. Mm. I prefer to look at this as a victory for a league in League One Ontario that I have a lot of time for, that I used to work for, friends with Dino, want to succeed. Well, and and the thing is, one of the great things about not just having the 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 CAMPL be in existence, um, but also to have, you know, to have have this, to have the Vonazuri showing well, to have Asplainville hold um, the uh, York York Nine. Thank you. Sorry, hold the Jimmies to uh, to a nil nil draw last week. Like we've long called for an expansion of this tournament beyond um the mls clubs four minutes four minutes um we're barely beyond the mls clubs and the few other little like it's it's been a very small tournament so far and it's only going to expand from here so this is like sort of almost regardless of what happens in these early rounds i think it's i think it's a positive thing Mm. no matter what because it gets more attention to it and you know when you talk to people who love the fa cup Mm-hmm. And yes, this 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 tournament has a long way to go for that. But maybe in twenty years we'll have two hundred clubs. But yeah, you know that kind of thing. But you know, do you know what I mean? Like in two hundred years, yeah. this is gonna this is this is sort of the intention, right? Is to try to evolve this tournament into something even remotely like that. Mm-hmm. USOC, whatever. Um, is that we love the we love the minnows we love the, these oh, yeah. random clubs that nobody's heard of yeah. except for if you're a Canadian soccer fan you've heard of all of these clubs but yeah, that's okay sure. that that that, that, that won't last we and hope we love you, you're um, to us. so I, I'm okay either way yeah, I, you I, know I don't think it I don't think it reads badly on CanPL because these are brand new clubs too right like this is a new thing yeah. I, I don't I don't think that this is a I mean, if anybody wants to get doom and gloom, oh, we, you know, they lost to a lower division team or whatever, um, get used to it. I mean, next year might not be your club, but also next year it might be your club, or your club might be the one that does the head the head hunting. Like, like don't forget. So you know, if Vaughn might beat Halifax, but also Halifax might beat. Do we do, do, do we do we? Well, I, I mean, here, here's a comparison. Like, are, like. Uh, Halifax might beat Montreal. Well, like, ca- cavalry, sorry, Pony Boys might actually beat uh, beat Ottawa this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, like, they're, not, they're not in the lineup. Sorry, they but, might. They they have a chance to play the Whitecaps, and I'm yeah, I don't know yeah. if that happens, right? But I'll. But my the, the point being is yeah. is like just because somebody below you could take you out doesn't mean you can't take somebody. Above you, the Ottawa yeah. Fury beat the greatest MLS team of all time. That's true. Yes, they did. <laughs> that 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 game still resonates yeah. as like the, the the marker of awfulness. I'm of, to agree on that fact. That whole greatest. That team was of all such time, a bad I, game. Yeah, they beat they were. Sign- one of the better MLS teams of all so time. Bad. Oh no no I'm no greatest. I'll yeah I'll, I'll fight terrible. every yeah. uh, Atlanta supporter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So like I've got and I mean like. Then there's the York Nine as Blainville. I mean, I really, really hope Endo's favorite team can come from behind and stick it in there. You know, keep it tight at the back and prevent from conceding. <laughs> ass Blainville, come on. I'm a nice man. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I've been waiting for this all fucking week. One more. I'm a nice man. Oh, oh. Yeah. Thank you, WWF. Um, yeah. Yo, I, I, but, like, seriously, though, endo jokes aside, um, I... If... I think I would. I think I'd be a like. I'd still be if it was if it was Hamilton, Blaineville. I'd be a little more like. I definitely want Hamilton to win. Well, but ha- the, Hamilton got a buy. But at the same so. no. But what I mean is, if Blaineville were to beat them, I there's a part of me to be like, I'm okay with. Yeah, exactly. Because this is what the cup does. Exactly. This is what you because if if this what gets, you want the cup to do. Because if this somehow gets Blaineville supporters, and I have no idea what their attendance looks like, they look like they got a pretty decent crowd for the first leg. Yeah, well, I was going to say, actually, the, the look at the crowd here in Halifax right now. I, I know the crowd, the, the audience can hear it. There's like yeah. four or 5,000 people exactly. there. It's a Wednesday evening at yeah. 6 p.m. It's 6 local. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, people went from their jobs to this. So, like, if Blainesville, like, the people who are aware of Blainesville and, 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 and want to go to those matches see that result, they might drag more people to the next game. Well, and with Alex and you, Bunbury, like, Really, really, and it's amazing to have an ambassador like him who's so committed to getting clubs in he Quebec. He's one of the greatest. He really is. He is. We love him so much. Well, um, we're, we're tight, super tight. Have you ever talked to him? He's a beautiful, oh, nice oh, he's guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gorgeous yeah. human. Absolute delight. All right. Yeah, well, Vaughn is out, it's but they still won the match. The Halifax guys, they're happy. Vaughn got the win. The, when they drive back to... Ontario or the flight, hopefully they flew. Them. I hope hopefully. they flew. Hopefully. Maybe, it's, a long, it's a long drive. It's a long drive, yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, I if 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 there's a if there's a positive that come out of this, the trickle sad down being that if the lower division, if they get a even if it's like a temporary boost of fifty people coming to their semi pro, that's game, a boost. Amazing. Yeah, it means that this thing is working, and from a grand from a big picture sort of thing, I I hate to say it because at some point in time, Hamilton's going to be the victim of this. But yeah. Let the minnows kill everybody. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and I say uh, that. I, the minnows I, kill them. I, if, if there was a minnow up against TFC, as much as I love TFC and the CCL, and I do, it is one of my favorite things and is the thing that I'm still desperately waiting for Toronto FC to, to accomplish. Um, I'm kind of okay with it because yeah. that would be fucking cool. That would be amazing. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we know Wanderers are through. Before the... Next two matches start. Gentlemen, some predictions. York 9 or Ask Blainville? Who gets through? Oh, York 9 is going to win. Endo's team. I'm a nice man. Blainville. Um, it's probably York 9, but I want Ask Blainville to win, so there we go. I'm uh, a nice man. I really yeah. should have been... Was, their name's been dropped at least three or four times before we got to this point. Yeah, no, that's good, though. But... But and then yes, <laughs> is there any way that the Aquaman come back against the Pony Boys? No, no, not a chance <laughs> in fucking hell. No. And and the Aquaman Ooh. are my team, Frozen. and it Frozen. kills me Damn hell. as to how not well they're doing. Um, Those yeah, kids are stunning they really fucking are. All right, uh, Canadian women's national team. Oh, so. Right. They are heading off to the Women's World Cup. Uh, sure you don't hit that endo button. No, no. Uh, on a high note, um, a resounding <laughs> three-nil win. That was obvious. Over Mexico in front of almost twenty thousand fans, which Amazing was crowd. which was such, it looked like such a good crowd. Uh, I unfortunately had to miss it because I was at work, and um, 
Yeah, we yeah. know part time. We get it. We get it. We get I'm it. not upset or sad about that at all. Uh, anyways, it was uh, a very good game. Um, watching it on the replay and uh, Christine Sinclair getting there, getting there. She's almost there. She's gonna get there. Oh, of course she is. Oh no, that's not Granola. happening. She's gonna do it in Granola against New Zealand. Oh, good call. I've good been call. saying that for months, but yeah, I. Yeah. That's a good call. I, I just actually got my tickets for that game. I hate you so tonight. much. Congrats. Yeah. So yeah. Are you sitting anywhere near? I next hate to everyone that's with me. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you have? Are you are you able to sit I'm with yourself? Apparently, well, I mean, I'm actually. If you know the Voyagers and the inner politics of it, that you'll find hilarious. That I'll I'll be near Lord Bob. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh well, See, now that's a we've been sitting. Oh my god! Please tell me you're sitting next to Carolyn. Oh my god! 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 There's there's like four of you just just understood that. It's like that's, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. put in for the sim the sim card with the unlimited data pack. Yeah, no, seriously, I will contribute to like, that shit. Like you just 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 like whatever Venmo. To, just to all my fellow V's that are going, oh. um, I hate you and love you all at the same time. Have an amazing fucking time in France. Uh, but I, I hate you all. Um. That includes the guy across the table. Sorry, it's okay. Um, anyway, in Spain and Italy, though. Shut too. up! Okay. Don't make it okay. worse. Now, I will. I will. I back until you drop those parts. Wow, that's the least reason to throw a carrot at somebody you've ever thrown a carrot. At I know, before. but I don't care. I'm He's making me angry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting them and down Mike, just in you. case I need them. Instead of my ears. Um. And her. Anyway, so uh, not only did Christine Sinclair, uh, you know, get one goal closer to breaking the all-time scoring record, uh, Janine Becky's goal, oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So much fun to watch. She's so much fun to watch. Um, and. Just a good comprehensive effort. Now, yeah, you know what? Canada has some injury issues going into the World Cup, but they're not unexpected injury issues. Like Aaron McLeod's been hurt for like four years. She's no longer the number one anymore. No, no, and she and she hasn't been for it's some staff time. At this point, it is Steph, and 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 you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Steph is a more than capable keeper. Um, Diana Matheson, she's on her way out of the squad anyway. You know, like it's okay, Mark. It's okay. You can still wear her as a hat. It's all right. No, I don't um, want to wear her as a hat. I want to put it in my pocket. Aww. She's, she so is a tiny She's little woman. Yeah. She is. She is. Uh, um, I'll her hair like a pet. Video podcast. This one's for you. Animate Jeff this. I can I can yeah. attest to this. This, this is, already, There's good visuals here. Already, really is. I don't little, even have a pocket in this shirt. But, but you can envision the pocket. And like, I, I, you really can. And it's, like, totally above board. It's nothing dirty. But just, no, no, no. Just the top of the head. It's like a, like a puppy. It is. Like it a is. a puppy. Yes. He's, going, he's going to love her and squeeze her and call her George. Yes. Kitty, 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 little. I don't even know the words to soft Aww, kitty. Aw, soft kitty. The best Goodbye, Big Bang Theory. I will miss you. Um, anyway. So, like, those two as, as injuries are not the worst injuries that the women's national team could suffer going into this camp. Um, and, and I love Diana Matheson. I, I've met Diana Matheson. She's delightful. Um, she's tiny. Um, but she's very nice. And Erin uh, McLeod is stand-up individual. She's fantastic keeper, um, really, ni- really nice person, very good artist, all those good things. But there are other people waiting in the wings, and this club has, this, this squad has a good mix of the young players that are coming up through the ranks um, to represent them and to, to start to develop under Kenneth 
It's a long. What is the rest of his name? Oh God, you're asking a lot. See, the top of my head. I've had two beers. So Kenneth, what do you want I mean? something, something. I heard it like eight Kenny. times, and so desperately tried Kenny. to remember it. We'll just and by call the, him. By the like seventh time, I'm like, oh, it's blah blah blah. We haven't killed Kenny. Um, not him. yet. Uh, anyway, not John. His name's not John. It's not John. Totally not John. So they have um, one last sort of friendly match before. Um, before the Women's World Cup starts, they're playing Spain. It's next week, week after? Not Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Okay. All right. It's it's it's, it's very soon. Um, it might be streamed. Canada Soccer usually tries to stream them if they can. And um, it's a good warm-up going into the Women's World Cup. And crowd. Yeah. What crowd? I know. I, I saw an empty bleacher. Yeah. Can we see Duncan and Ross? We should. We no. should look for Duncan. Oh. I was going to say, we should give him to call. We should really? call him in. I should have went. I feel guilty now. Hold on. It's so far. I, I know. I it's so very far. far. It's very far. Be at least an hour from where we're sitting. Oh, it's no oh god. It's like it's an hour and a half from where we're sitting. I I have timed it out. Oh, there's a reason. Oh, oh, there's no one there. Oh, on. oh my god. Oh, that's Europe. Dear God. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, not panicking. Wow, <laughs> not that's, panicking. Teacup but you know what? But that's that's but yes. that has been one of the concerns for the York team, right? Has been their location and their ability to get people. You know, it took them a long time to get their season seat holders. Um, in we're talking in about the York Nine uh, Blainville game, which is currently on the television. This is my radio prof- professionalism coming out now. Uh, since the uh, listeners don't know, uh, there are literally no one. There is literally no one in the stands, that so that's uh, that's what we're referring to right now. And yeah, we've, we've shifted from the women's home. national team. Um, we'll talk more about the women's World Cup a lot over the next much, uh, month and a half. We really will because gorgeous. we're very excited. Can for I, it. I, before we move on, I just want to say this: I, I followed the women's national team for a long time. Yeah. I am going to France, as we just said. It's it's so been much. a trip that I have been planning for three years, and it's costing me a lot of money, which I will not be making up in any freelance thing. So trust me, I'm oh, paying my own sorry. own way over there to get this thing done. Anyway, um, this is the most talented Canadian national team that, that I have ever seen. Oh, it's brilliant. By far. Mm. This is also by far, by far, by far, by far the most talented field I have ever seen. It's scary good. The women's national, the women's World Cup used to be you know, 20 years ago was five teams deep. I'm not trying to be dismissive when I say that. It was. Maybe one in four. You know, and they got better and better and better. Now it's maybe 15 teams deep. But Canada is in that mix, and in a perfect scenario, they can go deep. I don't think they have the talent to win, but they can go deep. And this is the best team I've seen. Christine Sinclair herself said that. And, you know, if you are not committed to this World Cup, you're not excited by it now, this is the best Canadian team we've seen in a long time. Christine Sinclair is probably going to break the all-time goal-scoring record during the tournament. And then retire. And then, well, I think well, she might stick around. Thorns, she she yeah. likes to play. And there, she's beloved in Portland. I think she'll stick around through Tokyo. But nonetheless, mm, this is fair. a great team to support. And, you know, look, they were, bluntly, they were lucky in London. Yes, they were. They And we can admit that. Generation... Generation oh, gener- Generation Generation Nine. X. Yeah. I know it's not Generation X. I know it's Generation Nine. Anyway, so, so yeah, they support them. That's what we're saying. We're distracted by what is really a terrible look. Wow, right this now. is depressing. <laughs> it really is. Like I just can't. I can't get over. I guess they haven't broken ground on that awesome stadium that they. That awesome stadium looks well, fucking awesome. I'm excited by that, but 
Holy fuck. Why if the only the people here are like 50 why people from their supporter group. Why don't they put. Why have they not. The far exactly. Well, like if that's know, the TV the side. The, the other day I got an email from the league itself inviting me as a privileged guest to go to oh, this game. Oh, well, that must be nice. I did, and I'm recording a podcast in your living room. And all right, all right. So, okay, see so what you did. You, Dining right, room, actually. Thank you, thank you, sir, for your presence. Um, but wow, this is this is not a good look. Like we we talk about Campiel's viability and that sort of thing. Um, being excited about the crowd at the Halifax match, but holy motherfucking shit! Why are there nobody? Why is there nobody here? There's not even a lot of people in the supporters group there. There's like 50 people. There I know. Maybe. That's what I said. 50 people. If that's the, if that's like, that's your entire crowd right now. One, what do you, I just. Are there League One teams that outdraw them at this point? I this is terrifying, see. actually. Uh, they're the Oshawa women's League One team drew like 2,000 to their home opener. What? I knew it was a lot. I didn't think and the, the London teams draw about 2,000. Oh, London so, yeah, teams yeah. like have strong crowd support. The only They're, reason London's not in the Canpiel is because they don't have ownership yet. Exactly. To invest and it's in, coming. Yeah. Well, you know. In the next three years, London will be in. It won't be next year. There are a lot of ownership groups out there that are waiting to see if this league is viable before they're willing to commit I know, money. But London yeah. should, being the soccer city that they are. Yeah, I don't like London. But yeah, it's... Well, <laughs> I don't like London and I'm, I fucking grew up there, so... But it's, where, but it's where but it's where I played my soccer. Um, the and London Knights are evil. They are evil personified. Yes, they the are. London Knights they are. Anyway. They are. And I went to high school with a bunch of them, and they, they were all just, dicks, yeah. except for Brendan Shanahan, who was very nice. Oh, there you go. He was actually he's he's a very nice guy. The best ones usually are because they don't need to try. Yeah, it's true. Louis DeBrusque, however, asshole. Yeah, there's a guy who's not going to the Hall of Fame. No, Ooh, they even his son this... maybe though. Oh really? Is not terrible apparently. I, I I do appreciate that. Okay, so this has turned into the... I know, somehow it's turned into like an OHL podcast. This has turned into the SAP button of the La League... Uh, sorry, the uh, One Soccer... Uh, right. We need to move on from this. Okay. We've uh, been distracted it, by the lack of people. Oh, okay, God. so right. Canadian Women's National Team play, play Spain on Friday, right. and then the Women's World Cup starts basically at the same time that the Gold Cup starts. So make your decisions, people. Or just take a lot of time off work and watch a lot of fucking soccer. Um, support your voyagers that are going to France, even if you are jealous. Um, and, okay, Campiel time, since we are watching Voyagers Cup stuff. Pony boys, can anyone stop them in the spring session? In the spring session, um, I think I think over the course of the season, they, I think they will they, fall in the fall session. I don't think they can keep this up over the course. Well, of the no, season. they're not going to be undefeated the entire year. Well, no. Is, yeah. Uh, what What I liked about Calgary and why I picked them to win uh, to be the best team in Campiel in the first year is because of the the familiarity. Sure. There's a lot of people from the Foothills program that well, Tommy, and that is huge for them. That like, Tommy brought over, and he did really well in the international signings. Uh, Jordan Brown was a was an inspired pick for a pickup. You for know, them. he's the Golden Boot leader right now. Yeah, you know, and, three goals. And, he's been and, delightful to watch. And it, when I picked him to to win, a lot of people when they pushed back on me would all say, "I think Brown's overrated." And you know, fair enough. That was a debate to be had before the season had started. Now that the season has started and we've seen that perhaps he's not, yep. um, it is difficult to pick against them in a 10-game sprint. Um, I push back because I don't like their branding. I, I know you don't like their branding, but in terms of their... If they oh, were in to, terms of their ability. I, if, and, I like, and I like Tommy Whedon, even though he helped design that fucking kit. If they were, as they should have been called, the Calgary Foothills... Then I would be much less w- Would you be happy with this More team? supportive, yes. yes. Okay. I have family from Calgary. There for fuck's go. sakes. Yeah. But I have more from Vancouver. 
and the environs I of the Pacific. I that's a phrase that's ever been said. I have Calgary, I have family in Calgary for fuck's sake. <laughs> it just seems like unlikely that you would hear that those two parts come together. No, they've been annoyed. Eat the balls! I've got family in New Brunswick! Like, like which is true. They've been annoyingly, part. consistently good. In um, So, I, I, I agree. I don't think, at least in the spring session... I'm I, from Oromocto, bitch! <laughs> I don't think anyone catches That's that. totally been said. That has totally <laughs> fucking been said. We know that's been said. You get enough beers in anybody, that shit comes out. Uh, Sorry. Yes. And there is the first reference to Oromocto, New Brunswick on an MLS podcast in the history of podcasting. Thank yeah, you. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere. Take a shot. <laughs> You've been waiting for us. Do I the got, whole there's, bottle. There's, there's gin in the freezer. Save it. Um, so, yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, Marcus Haber. Finally. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Finally. I had to put it in here because he finally got a goal. Like, seriously. Yeah, it feels like the most overdue goal of the entire like, league. Of, of the entire league so far. This it's, is the, uh, the issue that a lot of people had with the Pacific build and why I picked them to finish bottom of the Canadian Premier League in the first year is because they built top-heavy. And a lot of people felt that they didn't necessarily pick the right top-heavy players, especially when one of them got hurt. Well, so, And Marcus Haber is a fine player that would be a fine signing in the Canadian Premier League, but not necessarily at the money he's on which then handicapped Pacific to build the type of depth that they needed to truly compete over the course of the year. I think there's still an opportunity. I think they have an opportunity come the fall season and they, you know, it didn't help that they lost one of their best players to injury before the season even started. Um, and they had cap, you know, they, 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 they gambled heavily on Dion being, yeah. um, look, being- I- I, I'm not down on Pacific. I like the kids. I think that they're really some. Ben Fisk is. Ben Fisk has been one of the best he players. He is delightful to watch. Uh, Mark Village, and yes, I will always call him Village. Um, you know what? Solid keeper. Um, is he going out in his last, mm-hmm. basically his last hurrah? And he'll admit that even um, if you talk to him. Um, I do chat with him occasionally. He's delightful. Um, but. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. They have a very, it's a very fractured team. There's not, uh, there's not a lot of flow to that team. It's, it's, you know, here's this line and this line. There's not, they just don't have the same movement that they should have. They're young. They're and they are young. young. And, yeah. and, but I, I like, I like the coach they have. And I think there's a lot of opportunity and they have, they're coming from a good place, like history wise. If you want to look at like a foundation, I think they have good people and they have good intentions. Uh, for a long-term build for this, you know, once you, if you're not going to have a club in Burnaby, and why don't you have a fucking club in Burnaby? Um, you might as well have a club near Victoria. Yeah, well, no, there needed to be a club in the island. I, there's a lot that I like about what they've done in the branding and what they've done in terms to capture for the island. And, and I love West Hills. Um, there's going to be by the time this league is done, three or four teams in British Columbia. Absolutely, and the next one should be in Burnaby. Well, it should be in the Lower Mainland, anywhere, wherever you put it. Sure. It's, it's where all it's it's where it all happens for the soccer, you know, environs. Yeah, and they should be called and they should be called the eighty sixers. But yeah. that's a whole other argument. Yeah. Mark, Mark would you like some carrots? Wounds. No. 
I don't think he did that deliberately. He didn't do that deliberately. Did you, you've met him, right? For those that don't know, the Vancouver 86ers were a very prominent and successful team in the they Canadian were. Premier League, or the Canadian Soccer League, pardon me, and um, the Hamilton Steelers were Lost unable to... a lot to of fucking <laughs> knockouts to ...overcome them. the Vancouver 86ers. Three of them in the final, <laughs> one semifinal. And also, if you track the history of the Vancouver Whitecaps that they claim is 40-plus years old, yeah. you'll note that there's a stretch of period of time where you do not see that name. Where they don't exist. Yeah. So and instead you see a name called happens. the 86ers. So you draw your own conclusions on whether that is a straight line or a jagged line or a broken line. Broken. This has been Dwayne talking about Vancouver soccer history. And that is all we're going to talk about fucking Vancouver Different because they can fucking... I would not listen to it. <laughs> Neither would anyone from Vancouver. They actually, I would. I, I take that back. I would have a lot of Vancouver listeners to that. They would all be hate listening, but they, there would be a lot of them. <laughs> I feel like Salish C would uh, accept this, though. Actually, and so would Ben. Not but Ben would Carl never Valentine. talk to you or listen yeah. to you. Second so. episode. Too much uh, Carl Valentine. <laughs> we need. We need Brenton to come on. Oh yes, yes. I think I feel like Brenton would be reasonable about this. True. He would. Um, but we need, oh, MLS. Okay, really, 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 really random callback to MLS. Uh, Sporting KC, uh, that pride top whatever thing you're doing. Nice try. Uh, bring back your original rainbow kit and wear yeah. in fucking games. What's this warm-up bullshit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm real honored by a fucking Yeah, I'm honored by your Thanks. warm-up top. Thanks, bro. Fuck off. Thanks for having your religion night and then barely acknowledging <laughs> pride, so you fucks. They had a Jesus night? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good All right. Um, one last thing so before we leave the, the camp out. The Jesus night would be a good rebranding. Um, <laughs> one soccer. Yeah. So one soccer, which is how we're currently watching the uh, the Jimmys versus Ass Blainville. Um, They're getting hit with the kids? Yeah, we're getting hit with the kids. Uh, one soccer Twitter. I'm a nice man. Uh, do we have, I don't suppose anyone has the Steve Buscemi, how are you fellow kids clip queued up anywhere, <laughs> do you? No. All right. Now I admit, and someone else that's not on the podcast tonight, but is part of this usually pointed out that maybe some 40 something year olds shouldn't be whinging about um, a, a Twitter account trying to be with it. But Jesus fucking Christ, I'm going to whinge about this because Okay, are you trying so hard? Like, it's, 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 I, I cringe when I look at the one soccer Twitter stream sometimes. I'm just like, please stop. Please, I, I don't, I, I don't know anyone who is 20 years younger than me who actually enjoys being talked to like this and dropping your G's doesn't make you cool. I think you think it does, but it doesn't. There's, there's, there's at least a 90, two or three 90s hip hop references in here somewhere. Jeez, yeah, there is, but this is different. Yeah. Um, sorry, am, am I just... No 90s hip-hop references from the time you're, you're not hip anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, 90s hip-hop references are always hip. Okay. Shut it. Um, oh, that's an unfortunate tweet. No soccer camp yell hasn't arrived in York, Toronto. You're the only people there. Sorry, I'm on Twitter right now. I'm looking at yeah, a tweet. Yeah, live reading of tweets, not a show. Not a show. Um, right. I'm just looking for one soccer tweets right now, actually. Sorry, am I the only one that finds it sort of hilarious or crazy? I run a social media account. There you go, Dwayne. Go for it. Um, like, well, not only my own. I obviously run my own account, but I run a, a corporate account. And, and I think that there's a um, importance to not 
trying too hard to try and just the right amount. So so perhaps hard. you're suggesting they're trying to. So I run an account and what I do is I try and make a very boring product. Um, Dynamics 365, which is a CRM software that is Microsoft based. Dull as shit. I try and make it somewhat funny. And I have been told that I have the funniest um, CRM Dynamics uh, Twitter account in the in the sphere. Which oh, is, well, is there like you go. Saying That's saying that, something. Well, it's tallest like midget. saying I'm the tallest midget. Yeah. Yes. But nonetheless, I don't try to be hip. I try to be ironic, which as a Gen X comes really natural to me. That's who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one soccer seems like they're just trying to be hip with the kids. Like it, it, it literally is the... the if you don't know what we're talking about with the, the, the Steve Buscemi clip, um, just literally Google Steve Buscemi, how goes it fellow kids? Yeah, they get skateboard over with the, the skateboard over the shoulder. Yeah. Like, like it gets sent to me about twice a week. Exactly. Yeah, well, I, I, that, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't shock me at all. Um, As I said, there was a toque on. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's um, I just, I, I really want to know who runs the One Soccer Twitter account. And, and, and you know, we've run afoul. I'd rather the anonymity. We've run a, a Spanish well, girl. Well, that's uh. true. We've, we've, we've run afoul of people who've run social media accounts um, for Toronto FC, hi, Sean, hi, uh, Devang, um, in the past. But uh, we've all resolved our differences now. We're all friends. I ran into Devang recently. He was yeah. lovely. We, we had a lovely Oh, no, he day. is lovely. Yeah, we had De- a lovely Devang day. is a very lovely person. Yeah. We're going to drag awesome. him. We're gonna drag him on here one of these Arsenal times. Arsenal fan. Which yeah, well, when Tony's not here, all. so that's yeah. always so yeah. that's easy actually, because yeah. Tony won't be here, and I don't get as offended about Devang's Arsenalness. Ask new Tony who they support. Uh, okay, Google, which soccer club do you support? I love them all. I know how loyal sports fans are, so I'll go with whoever you support. Yes. So well, she's a Spurs. New Tony's just she, like old Tony. Spurs supporter. Yes. Shit. Fantastic. Mm. Um, anyway, one soccer. We know you're trying. We know you're trying very hard, but um, dial it back just a smidge. Okay, thanks. Oh, sorry, wasn't. I know you weren't prepared. I, just, I get it. I get it. Him. We're segueing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There'll be music. Go, go, go. So I watched Eurovision. Uh, Icelandic television has an English feed that you can watch for free, not geoblocked. Anyway. I wouldn't have watched it because of it. That's But I have, but I have. Do, do what you gotta do. I do what I gotta do. That song I That's played. That's why I didn't go to ATFC matches last year. Uh, that song I played last year, or sorry, last segment, was Iceland's contribution. And, and I know that because I saw their performance via Twitter because they held up the Palestinian flag, I, the scarf I, flag. I love those. They were sending kind of as a, uh, a random of shit. Because that was their protest. It's like, we're going to send something really fucked up. Nobody expected them to get out of the first round, and they did. No, they are random as fuck. And, and, and very interesting on Twitter, too. Yeah, and on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But, uh, Still no score in the Jimmy's versus Ass Blainville match. But, uh, We're heading into the 17th minute. Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, the, the missus and I enjoy Eurovision far more. I know every you guys year. very. I know every, every year, year you it watch gets it, weirder, more and weirder fun. and weirder, and you enjoy it more and more. Yeah, it's just fucked up. All right. Um, next up on the show is a little TFC talk. We talk about TFC before we get into uh, the preview section. Uh, first up, 
so we had a little pre-chat about this um, before we started recording. It's about Subasa Endo, oh dear. and uh, oh, hand, hand, one hand. of our go on, go on. One of our guest, uh, one of our guest panelists, our guest panelist assumed wrongly that because I'm a woman, um, I was going to take umbrage at uh, what happened. So if you have not stumbled across this. Just search the TFC Live hashtag or just search Sabasa Endo. It, it comes up easier for that. Um, assuming it's him, and it probably is him because who would catfish a TFC bench player and even barely a bench player? He's just a, he's sort of with the team. Um, who apparently uses Tinder to hook up with random chicks and likes a little uh, backdoor action. Um, that's kind. I know that's kind. Um, so it was, uh, and likes to do this when he's on the road. It was apparently going to be in, uh, in sexy Sandy, Utah, and was looking for, uh, you know, he's doing some pre-hooking up, which is good. You know, planning is important. It's important to organize your, um, your one night stands or your like one, one hour. Of the advanced settings on Tinder that you can. Yeah, yeah apparently. Yeah. Um, so some woman he was talking with, um, you know, seemed amenable at first, and then uh, maybe not so much. He made an unfortunate look. If you read it, he basically said, "Let me fuck you in the ass, and I'll like you more." I'm not bleeping this. You know that, right? I know that. Just checking. Um, my parents don't listen to this. I don't fucking care. Um, this is possibly she's got family. One of the stupidest things <laughs> that <laughs> you can say to anybody cabin. as a as a or man a talking to a woman. Um. And her sister, the the woman's sister, put this shit out on uh, on Twitter, uh, calling out Endo for trying to like pressure his sister, whatever. All right, look, having been on the receiving end of any number of awkward, offensive, condescending, whatever, just run your list of sexual suggestions, demands, whatever, uh, via uh, Twitter mostly, because that's that's how I meet people. Um, but Twitter, Twitter is the most underappreciated dating. It app really of all is. Time. Yeah. That is that I have. I have my last solid relationship was actually through Twitter. So there you go. Um, but anyway, uh, this. It didn't really offend me in the way it offended some people. Um, was it crude? Was it oh, yeah. oh, awkward? Oh, yes, all of those things. Um, was it immature? Fuck yes. Was it something I would have shown to my friends and went, can you believe this loser? Fuck yes, I would have done that too. Um, was it an invasion of his privacy? 100%. Um, I'm assuming the sister who he was communicating with okayed big sister to put this out into the world. Did he get a little talking to from uh, TFC social media people and the higher ups? Apparently, yes. Is this a case of boys will be boys? Look, I've had many worse things said to me and I've had guys I've shut down for far worse than this, um, including those who want me to call them daddy. Fuck you. Um, but... This was not, not, no, nothing. no, <laughs> no, no. Um, but this is like he didn't call her a bitch, a hoe, a cunt. He didn't say, fuck you. I <sighs> never want to speak to you again. I, I like bet you go down for everybody. Like, do that no more. 
No, they do. Sorry, this is where I make up from the other week when I didn't swear. This is I'm. You were you were you had toothache problems. It would have been nothing but swearing. Um, I don't think he was. I think he was. I think he was stupid. I think it was a very lame attempt to get some sort of favor from this girl who was clearly not having it. And if you've read her response to him after that, it was bang on. She handled it very well. Um, and, you know, she was also clearly not averse to a little one night stand action and nor should you be. There's nothing wrong no. with that nonsense. Um, it can be a lot of fun, but getting upset at <laughs> going a different direction now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. <sighs> I, I am not an innocent. So. No, none of us are. Like, I'm an and even if you yeah. were, this was not. It was really, 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 really awkward to watch it. Yes, play it was hundred percent. And it made me really, 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 really happy. I'm not 25 years old. Also true. Yep. And it, that when I was 25. Yeah. I'm not that I was really, 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 existed. really happy that I did not have the social media to. Inflate and broadcast every bad come on that I ever gave yeah. to him. Now, girl. if I thought he was being truly offensive, I would be all over this. I would be pissed off as hell and I would be calling for his head and for him leaving TFC. And if you've listened to this show, you, the show, you know mm -hmm. I have some really strong opinions about a lot of things. Yes. But is sexually coming on to someone, even this in is a not crude one way, is no. that offensive? No. No. It's, it's immature. It's, it's stupid. It's a car wreck. Yeah, it's like oh, oh, dude, oh, dude. It's it's just kind of like oh, oh no, yeah. oh no, 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 no. You gotta gotta go a little softer than that. Yeah, yeah. No, little, oh, yeah. you you, you that, literally oh, that, and figuratively just, have to ease into that. that because he didn't follow. Hey. Thank you. Had he followed up with I'm her response, fuck you, bitch. You're a blue. Then I would be like done. He just dropped it. Yeah, you're done. So, but at what point do you go okay, like? It's a complicated sexual landscape to go around. And sure. I mm. have been single recently enough to understand the sexual landscape right now. But at some point, as long as you drop things, because you have to at one point yeah. ask. <laughs> yes. That you want consent, you got to let them ask. You, exactly. Consent is very important. Yeah. Then when, if, you, if they say no and you drop it, then really what more can you do? Now, yeah. you shouldn't, boys listening out there, which is most of our listenership. So you this probably is should not ask a strange woman if you can have anal sex with her. That probably is my not. Dwayne's Tinder tip of the day. <laughs> I really wish is I don't had, lead with that. I really wish I had the sound effect of, of, of a pen writing on paper. So I go, Oh, Oh really? And then just play that right there. Now, just now I will say having followed this on Twitter fairly, you, you know, closely for a few days, those people who are like, well, it's Tinder. What do you expect? Shut the fuck up. Shut the up. fuck up. Like, Pre seriously. Pretend. Pretend it's in person. And also pretend that there's a, there's a, there's a record of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there is a record of it. There's nothing to fucking pretend. Exactly. You send something to somebody, they can screenshot, they can share it. Just because you're on like Tinder this. doesn't Talk mean side. that Talk you side. should expect no, on my phone, you put asshole on behavior. Like that is not that is not written into the Tinder agreement. I agree to be treated like a piece of fucking meat. Fuck you, you fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
there's no Sabasa. Grow up. Grow up, you bastard. Call Nick Sulzma. Good but, luck, man. But it's not. <laughs> but this I didn't I'm say anything on Twitter with this. But my response. Such a child. My thinking at the time was. This is idiotic, and someone yeah. on the team should pull him aside and go, yes. look, you represent the team in the road. Do not say shit like this. This is offensive. Don't do it. Exactly. But he did not cross a line that demands anything further than no, that. No, and, and I agree with that, too. You should monitor it, and you should educate him, absolutely. Yeah. And you should hope that he follows your expectations moving forward in terms of how he speaks to people, because he is representing the team. Just... You know, if, if he wasn't representing the team, it would still be like something that his buddies should pull him apart and go like, don't talk to a girl like that, man. Like, that's not how you do it. Yeah. God, how awesomely awkward would that Michael Bradley discussion <laughs> Oh, that would be. Oh, no. Drew Moore. That would, oh, Drew Moore. Oh. <laughs> you know, fuck both of them. I would like with... you to read this this passage from yeah. the Bible that I have provided for you. Can I, can I interest you in some scripture? It Instead, he's probably such... like Jordan Hamilton, who, um, Jordan, we love you, but yeah, we, we know you. man. Don't do man. No, We no, know you're no, a bit of a no. dog, Jordan. You so, don't go uh, the back door before you go the front door, eh? And to quote clerks, you never go ass to mouth. Ever. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. I don't know what kind of imitation. I don't know what voice that was. I, I, I don't know either. I don't know what it was either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to say it was delightful because I, I was confused by it. Um, TFC partners with GE. Does this mean we all get new fridges? Because I would like a new fridge. Or some sort of GE electronic. I'd take a toaster at this point. Something. Yeah. Anyway, the, just the fact that this was like their big news was hilarious. They obviously don't know what big news is. I know. Because, well, the transfer window's closed. Yeah, major announcement. So. Oh, let me clear my schedule for this partnership. Uh, Michael Bradley rumors. Dun, dun, dun. That was Michael Bradley. So... Michael Bradley didn't Michael sign Bradley. Uh, his contract, hasn't signed the contract extension yet. This and is Michael Bradley. I haven't signed my contract extension yet. Um, he signed until the end of 2019 and has Long said uh, caller. During, the <laughs> during the off season that he was going to worry about his contract at the end of the season. He didn't want to be a distraction like other players. Um, but rumors, of course, oh. being rumors that they are. Hello. Um, I'm a little man. <laughs> oh. I, I like my contract. Um, Please take me home. The uh, that Monterey from Liga it. MX has approached Toronto FC Sorry. about uh, taking Michael Bradley, and sort of hilarious. Um, this seems like a rumor that was uh, created by a board journalist in Monterey that needed to fill copy. Pretty much. A different Either that or a really bored there. agent. And I don't see Michael Bradley's agent as being allowed to speak of things no, like this. No, this seems, yeah, no, this seems more like the Monterey press needing to feed the beast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, anyway. We'll see. I, I can't, like, I don't, bluntly, I don't think Michael Bradley's good enough for Monterey at this point. Well, and honestly, I don't see so, Michael Bradley going anywhere but retiring with Toronto. Like, maybe his, or retiring maybe, with LA. Maybe his dad, but I, I maybe think that that's exactly maybe, yeah. but that's that's really about it. Yeah, like one of those cases where I'm staying here except for this one situation where I might do this and play with my dad again, and like that's and that's it. But. And to be fair, he's never given any indication he wants to go back no. to his dad. Which everyone's just making that connection. Of course, because it's there, right? And his dad's in MLS now. But again, so 
Anyway. Like his uncle works for TFC. I don't know if people know that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uncle but, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff's the head of communications yes, for TFC. Yes, Yeah. Um, Iowa Canola, who uh, we, we quite like and think has a has a has an interesting future um unfortunately uh injured and is will be back with the team well rehabbing his injury and won't get a chance to play in the u20 world cup uh for the states because he does have that as an option even though he's from brampton he does have uh, american citizenship as well so uh it's tough tough break for him because he's done well playing for the uh americans in the in the youth system and uh, sort of been considered maybe not like one of their stars, but an up and comer. Uh, he's a guy that the, the U twenty Ramos has has indicated he's really excited about. So yeah. he's a guy that features in their plans. And he's sure. a lot of you know if you've watched him at TFC, you know he has. There's a lot of upside, and he worked out over the off season. He's a big uh, boy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to be cynical about it, the fact that he's not going to get a chance to play for the U.S. under twenties might mean there's a better chance that he might one day end up on the Canadian. There is an opportunity for that. Um, He's got, you know, a little bit of time before he has to make that declaration, but. He's closer to. He is. Being Canadian national than. Oh, 100%. But as we talked about earlier in the show, some players, you know, you take your opportunity where you can get them and that's not always a bad thing. Yeah, and he plays with a lot of Canadian setup guys. So exactly. Yeah, so that would be, I think, the only positive of this. But he's clearly indicated that he wants to play for the U.S. and has, has been a huge, massive component to that U-20 team, which is a decent team. The U.S., although we all look at what they did in the last World Cup uh-huh. qualifying, because they obviously weren't in the last World Cup, and kind of think of them as I'm on the uh, think of them as on a down cycle. If you look at their oh youth, no, their youth system. Yeah, they're they're rocking. Like Canada had a pretty damn good U seventeen qualifying period, but the US Aww. scored six straight goals against them, right? Yeah. Or seven straight goals against them. So it's Well, as more MLS clubs put together proper academies and really start to recruit recruit youth and really focus on that, you know, it's to Greg Berhalter's well, ultimately it's his it's gonna be for him, but um their whole youth system is yeah, they're 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 doing a lot of good things right now. It's unfortunate <laughs> as a as a Canadian soccer fan. It's like fuck. Well, now you figure this shit out, jerks. Yeah, th- there's not enough time, but there's there's an argument to be made that the Canadian setup is actually more more open to taking advantage to the MLS academies than the U.S. setup right oh, now because absolutely. the Canadian Premier League is more open to playing younger players and giving them a chance, whereas yeah. the U.S. setup, those guys coming out of the U17, U20 programs don't necessarily get MLS playing time. No, they don't have, a lot of them don't have anywhere yeah. to go, so, which is weird considering that's what MLS is for, but um, No, it's not. It's an entertainment product. Well, to hear them all say it, that's what it's for. Yeah, I know. Lies. Lies. Damnable lies. Okay. Um, to finish off this week's show, it is preview time. And uh, normally we preview a CPL match, but uh, we're running really fucking long. So we're just going to get to the TFC match, which is TFC versus the Quakes this Sunday. Uh, they finally have a whole week off between matches to rest, uh, recover, refocus. Um, so with no help from the primary transfer windows we talked about previously, TFC have seven matches and Gold Cup absences to endure before the summer transfer window opens on July 7th. Uh, Sunday, 7.30. Yes, who doesn't love a little Sunday night football? Dear gods. Um, They take on the Quakes, led by the newly resurgent Chris Wondolowski. 
Um, don't forget Shay Salinas and uh, a host of other solid players. Quakes are still not that great a team, but you know when they want to be, they can at least light you up. Um, question is uh, Quentin Westberg again in net? Let's hope so. I hope so. Me too. He should be. You know, tough match against RSL, but really, at least two of the three goals, nothing he could do about. Nope. Maybe that last one. He has done nothing to lose the job, and I mean, Bono did lots to lose it. Yeah, and and you can and if you put up bare stats, Bono looks better on paper. But you look at the play, the teams he was playing behind, where he had nothing to do. But you talk about communication with the defense, distribution, awareness, positional awareness. I'm sorry, uh, Bono, but uh, Quentin has this all over. Well, New Q speaks a little French too when Mavinga's in there as Which well. Which is what we've talked about uh, yeah. with Mavinga, with Simon. Yeah, he's got the languages. He speaks some Spanish. He can communicate with Pozuelo, who plays. But Bono defense. is. I've talked to a lot of people around there to try and understand the Bono love because there has been a Bono love for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's been weird. And he's a brilliant trainer. In training, he looks like this all-world keeper because he's an amazing Uh, shot stopper. It's the in-training person. What I always say about keepers that look amazing on shot stopping is that, A, as ironic as this sounds, shot stopping is the least important thing keepers do. Agreed. Because if you have to dive to your left or dive to your right or jump up high to make a stop, that means probably either the shot was perfect, in which case, great, you made the save, Mm -hmm. or more likely, you weren't quite in the right position. (laughs) Yep. And yeah. Looking at the way he's playing, uh, I'm... Thinking column B is where most of that comes from. Yeah, yeah. The, the best oh. keepers in the world, Emerson, who I think is the best keeper in the world. I'm, you know, we can argue it one way or another, but he doesn't make a lot of spectacular. He does. He's he's he he's does, capable, but because he's the best keeper in the world. That's right? not a terrible yeah. shout. Actually. But generally speaking, when a shot comes in that looks dangerous, he catches it in his chest and yeah. then throws it out because he knows he's where there. to be. Yeah, Bono does not catch a lot of balls in his chest. No. No, no, no. He's he, he's trainable. I I think he has potential, but he is not the keeper that some people make him out to be. Um, Quentin Westberg know. has far more experience, and I'm sorry, I, I keepers can be can be older. Um, he's what 33? And that's prime keeper age, and this guy. You just watch him play. He knows his shit. You see how he reads the field. You see when he uses his feet, when he uses his hands. Um, you see how he communicates with the defense. And as we joked on a previous show, uh, you know, Bono's best friend is Jay Chapman. Jay Chapman is not a defender. <laughs> There's that. There's that. I, 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 I have not been convinced uh, uh, on Bono's prowess, pedigree, whatever, um, since basically last season. And, yeah. not, and not that a lot of it was his fault, but he had enough howler moments where I was really hoping that Irwin would come and take his spot oh back. Oh, my God. I feel and, so bad for Clint Irwin. I feel so bad for Clint Irwin. I, I, I feel that people think that I hate Alex Bono. I, people think that we hate Alex Bono. It's okay. I don't. I, don't. Join, join, I just think that he was the dark side. put on a pedestal much earlier than he should have been. Yep. Agreed. 
Yeah. You know, oh, and then and God, when he got the when he got the U.S. team call up, Jesus fucking yeah, Christ! Yeah, that was literally the worst thing that, that could happen. That was the absolute worst thing that could. And, and I, they should I, have honestly, sold him on as soon as they got that. But, it's like, but oh, I, I feel like who like, wants him? Who wants him? Dangle, dangle, dangle. But I think like that affected his game. Of course, like so much pressure on a young player, and he is still pretty young. How old For is that? Keeper, he's a baby. He's like twenty five, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he is a puppy. He's got a lot of upside like, in that respect. There's, like I said, he's trainable. He well, can learn a lot of things, well, and well, he can learn he, from Quentin Martin. Maxim Kripal is as good. Yes, 100%. No one is talking him up the way they talk No, and they should be because he is I, super fun I, to watch. Have, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. we, we love grand him here. scheme of things. Yeah. Um, They're both young keepers that have flaws in their game and have strengths in their game and can make spectacular saves because they're athletic. Mm-hmm. But again... The least important thing a keeper does is stop the ball because keepers aren't there to stop the ball. If the ball gets to the keeper, there's been a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True, true. All right. Who's your player to watch from the Quakes in this match? Other than Chris Wondolowski. No, you can say Chris Wondolowski. It's you can fine. always say Chris Wondolowski. Matitas Almeida, who is not a player. Oh. It's because of the style that they Interesting. play. They play a high press, mana man marking style that the Earthquakes do. You know what? I would rarely rail against that, but I'm going to allow this because he's one of the coaches we wanted to watch this year, so I allow it. So the the Earthquakes are not a team that have a lot of star players right now. So so what I'm saying is that the way that they play is so unique within the world of MLS that that's what to watch. It's to watch the difference in the tactics and the difference in the technique that's happening out there. That man-on-man marking does not happen. And realistically should not happen at a world-class level because if you know it's coming you can you can work around really work around it but in a short season where you don't have a lot of not a short season but in a season where you have short turnover it's very difficult and you can cause a lot of problems we saw it with tfc last year when he was with chivas oh it was we're in that first leg at home they were baffled it was bizarre and they figured it out over the course of that leg. But in a one game, especially in this situation on a Sunday, and they're tired and they're injured, that's what to watch. Almeida is who to watch. How he positions how he them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still think also, I like Chris Wondolowski, but Shea Salinas is the one that I always want to sort of keep an eye He's on. He's their best player now. He yeah. really is annoyingly talented in the midfield. And on a mediocre team put him on a put him on a great team he is like jesus fucking christ where'd this guy come from you put him on a mediocre team and he somehow keeps he keeps them moving he keeps them going and um he's it's it's annoying how good salinas is actually like how old is he oh god he still has like three four years left in mls it's it's irritating um he's a very very solid player um and uh yeah he's who i would be paying attention to I'm going with uh, Bako Kaziashvili because it's the funniest and funnest name to say. I love Georgian last names, Touché. and those are the best ones. So, and he's uh, a puppy. He's gonna be around for a while, probably. Yeah, I, I, I've I've seen flashes of brilliance from. Him. Yeah, I've, you know I've what? Seen him, seen it this season, but I've last, seen somewhere last season just, he has some nice stuff. Yeah, so like, uh, he's 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 the he's. He's the unknown quantity that you expect it from, but you don't know when you're going to expect it. And because you can sleep on him, you can get burned by him. Totally fair. And so I I love those types of players where they can just go absent almost for an entire yep. 30, 40 minutes. And then just suddenly you're like, stab what the hell? The, stab in the side, stab in the side, stab in the chest. Totally like, fair. Holy shit. He's been on the field, guys. 
who's marking him now? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I've got tons of time for Valko. All right, well, then predictions for this match. I'm going to go 2-1 San Jose. Um, I think oh. I think Toronto's going to show a little bit more fight and get their goal, but they're they're still going to lose. I think. I'm going 2-1 TFC. Okay. Can I go 1-1? One, one? For yes. who? <laughs> For Von Azuri. <laughs> All right, so we have a we have a vastly split decision for this Sunday's match. All right, well that that is indeed our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we look back at what happened in the final round of the final matches of this round of the Voyagers Cup. Um, see how the women did against Spain, see how TFC did, and so on and so forth, uh, and also see if the Pony Boys lost a match, which is probably not going to happen. I have been joined by my cohort to my right at uh, Kittner Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Uh, across the table, joining us as special guest panelist uh, from Soccer Today, Sports Podcasting Network, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Canadian Soccer News. At the 24th minute himself, Mr. Dwayne Rollins. Or a McDo! As for me, you can find me on the internet, yes, the entire internet, at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, go Easter. I feel like we're full domestic. We're almost full domestic. We're like maybe 60-40. We referenced Oromocto, New Brunswick. Exactly. Hello. Do you guys even know where that is? Vaguely. Is that near Miramichi? It's a little bit of Miramichi. It's called Miramichi. He was close, though. At least he got like... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, First first time I saw Oromocto on a a sign, I thought it was Oromocto. And the locals went, what? And went, Oromocto. You're like, oh, mainlander. You're so cute. And as we uh, as we go out the first half of the Jimmy's versus Ask Plainville match, uh, still nil nil. For goodness. Just over two hours. Sorry. Jesus Christ.